0: Are you desperate to calm the hormone chaos? Ready to beat the belly fat? Banish the brain fog and forget the fatigue? Hey, I've got you girl. On the Healthy Harmony podcast, we're in the middle of a series of podcasts on hormones. Oh yes. And last week we kicked it off and we heard from Dr. Carol Villanueva, a functional medicine doctor, on some of the science of hormones. The signs of hormone imbalance and what causes the imbalance. Today, we're picking up right where we left off and continuing the conversation and addressing the very controversial topic of hormone replacement therapy. Hey there, welcome to the Healthy Harmony Podcast. I'm Jennifer Pickett, your host, your health coach, your friend. If you're ready to tap into the healthiest version of you so you can live life with confidence and intentional harmony, then my friend, you're in the right place. As a dietitian turned functional medicine health coach, I'm here to walk beside you and show you how to take control of your complete health, body, mind, and soul. I want you to live a life you not only love, but a life where you're truly thriving. This podcast is real talk about real life simple, realistic strategies that will leave you feeling empowered as we dive into physical health, mental, emotional health, and spiritual health. Because addressing these areas equals intentional harmony, aka happiness, fulfillment, and confidence. Let's do this. I hope you are loving this series. Being a health coach for women, I hear about the silent suffering, and so much of it can be attributed to hormone imbalance. With my clients, I take a functional medicine approach, meaning that we are working to get to the root of the issue and address that. As many of you know, functional medicine is lifestyle medicine. It's a holistic, whole body, mind and soul approach. So I get to empower women as we put strategies in place to deal with sleep issues, unmanaged stress, and of course, food. But we are digging deep to address the root issue, to really look at what is driving those unhealthy behaviors. Because let me tell you, there is more to this than just willpower. You need more willpower. If this sounds like a need that you have, you need the help, you know kinda what you need to do, but honestly, you don't know where to start. I offer one hour sessions. All of my coaching sessions are virtual. And I know, I know that you will feel encouraged and empowered after our session. So go to inspirehealthyharmony.com and click on the coaching tab. Dr. Carol Villanueva is a board certified internist and a functional medicine doctor. She has a passion for using functional and lifestyle medicine to address the root cause of chronic disease. I think probably the most important thing that I can tell you about Dr. Villanueva is that when you go to see her, you will feel heard. She will not dismiss any of your health struggles. She and Dr. Corey Rice are excellent physicians, and they have offices in Addison and Forney, Texas. I'll link both this physician practice, which is mymartyrmedicine.com, and part one of From Hormone Hell to Feeling Well, How to Balance Your Hormones. I will reference that right in the show notes, give you those links. So hey, settle in, grab your cup of coffee, and let's continue this hot topic. So earlier, you talked about uh, uh, artificial hormone replacement, and uh, that is a hotly debated topic these days. So uh, for someone who is getting closer to that age of menopause, where they're looking at needing to replace hormones, they know they're getting into that age, um, what has changed recently that makes us rethink our approach to hormone replacement therapy?
1: Okay. Yeah, that's a great question. And, and I guess there's more options out there than maybe was once thought. And, and this is where I kind of mentioned that, you know, it's a very passionate topic, passionate, controversial. A lot of times people feel very strongly one way or another. Um, and whether that's on a personal experience or a personal story or, um, based on data from the Women's Health Initiative. I mean, that is kind of the hallmark study that's often referred to and and what really kind of shed direct light on um, are these synthetic hormones harmful for the women we're recommending them for? Um, and, you know, honestly, when I talk about this, I say, this is, I I graduated from... Training and postgraduate training, not having ever heard the term bioidentical hormone replacement, and wow. I I heard it for the first time from getting several phone calls um, as as a private internal medicine practice and just getting phone calls many like many 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 phone calls saying do you guys do bioidentical hormone replacement and and when I first heard it, it was like what what's
0: that? What is that? Yeah. So what made you, um, so how did you go about investigating that? So it was a a calls from your patients, requests from your patients about this, this concept called bioidentical hormones. How did you go about finding out more about that?
1: Yeah. So um, we researched it. I mean, kind of went from, gosh, what even is this to, okay, how do we add, this is clearly something that uh, people are looking for and and want to know about I mean I, at a minimum I need to know what this is and 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 what impact this is have, can potentially have on somebody's life um, and and we kind of went about just looking for ways to educate ourselves and you know in, in complete transparency my initial process of kind of learning about or was, not necessarily all that great i feel like i did some trainings that were um not all that impressive in terms of uh being more uh data or evidence-based um and i think it was more just finding the correct venues for for being educated and when you kind of look into it deeper it's not it's. It became more well-known in the United States after the Women's Health Initiative, and people were looking for something different than synthetic hormone replacement. Um, so it ha- it, it's really not brand new. I mean, it's been around for a while, um, and in Europe for, for much longer than that. Um, so what
0: is the difference between... Um, artificial hormone replacement and bioidentical hormone replacement?
1: Yeah, great question. So when we talk about bioidentical hormone replacement, we'll oftentimes say, think about it or think of it as human identical. The actual chemical structure is exactly the same as the testosterone and estrogen that your body, you know, was making or should be making. Um And is not. So, you know, even sometimes when I talk about bioidentical or human identical hormone replacement, when you kind of do the teachings on it, you could almost think about it like a vitamin deficiency where your levels are suboptimal and we're giving you some to boost you to optimal levels. Um, Whereas synthetic hormones are uh, medications that were made not you know they're made from you kind of hear about the horse's urine and they have ingredients that you kind of it's hard not to be like what? I had no idea that was in my medicine. Uh and and you're wondering really how does this work but are not the exactly identical in chemical structure to your actual hormones that your body naturally makes endogenously.
0: Interesting. So you said that when you're when you were in practice as um, an internal medicine physician, and you had patients asking you about um, bioidentical hormones, were you able to offer it to them, or um, uh, or what did you have to do in that respect?
1: Yeah. So initially, I I said, my God, <laughs> I honestly don't know what that is. But I, as an obligation and a right to my patients, I always promise that. I will research and, and, and help give an opinion. If I don't have enough education to give one, I will be honest with you and say, I don't know about that. And that was my initial reaction. I don't know, but let me do some more research. Let me find out about this. Let me look into it. Um, and then it was just a matter of honestly getting more and more um, continuing medical education to learn more about the differences um What kind of data and studies there were, um, you know, looking from a safety efficacy um, background and profile and um, and and certainly a clinical perspective, what was the the right thing to do um, and And unfortunately, it's not kind of um, recognized as completely mainstream uh, in the sense that some insurances will cover, but a lot of insurances aren't necessarily, um, on board. Um, and most of them, this, the bioidentical hormones are, um, derived plant derived. Um, although any allergen potential is, is removed in the process. Um, but it is something that it has a much, from my opinion, a much safer, profile um, in terms of patient care and potential side effects and concerns. And there are a lot of studies and a lot of data between you know, Europe and here, um, not necessarily the, the same type of study as like the Women's Health Initiative or a double randomized trial. So not necessarily as high in patient volume, but plen- I think plenty of information to understand and and feel comfortable would
0: with- make us want to look into this further, right? Yeah. Uh, you brought up the women's health initiative and um, I know that that is a a, a large, very large pivotal study um, with a lot of women that really completely changed our thinking with regard to hormone replacement where we thought it had all of these tremendous benefits across the board from um, from um, having some benefit for cancer protection and osteoporosis and cardiovascular benefit, we found that it was in fact the opposite. So will you showcase uh, real quickly for us some of the what you think are the dangers of artificial hormones?
1: Yeah, I think that's what really shed light to um, synthetic hormones bringing an increased risk for things like breast cancer um, or really any type there's when you kind of talk about estrogen sensitive uh, cancers um, and there's times where you'd say you know it's not a good idea to use estrogen if you're talking about um, a a, a strong family history or genetic predisposition to um, estrogen sensitive tumors and um, and heart disease. And, um, I'm glad you brought up osteoporosis too. That's actually one of the bigger, uh, bigger impacts that testosterone actually has for women.
0: Oh, um, interesting. And
1: testosterone deficiency and the improvement with optimized testosterone, um, can it, for osteoporosis prevention, but also if you're already osteoporotic, testosterone. Uh, optimization in a female can improve uh, bone density scores, even within a year's time.
0: Oh, very, very and interesting. There are
1: studies directly correlated to kind of give you the data behind that.
0: Okay, so let's say there's a woman and. Uh, she she can relate to every single symptom that you mentioned at the beginning, mm-hmm. and she is struggling with this whole. Okay, I'm not I'm not really that familiar with bioidentical hormones. I have a, a a traditional medicine physician who is recommending a hormone replacement therapy. What should she do? What questions should she ask? And where should she go for information? I mean, I know that's a really big question, Dr. V, but I think it's uh, one that's very important. Where should she start first?
1: Yeah, and I, I always encourage my patients to research on their own. You need to feel comfortable with what you choose and what you feel like is right for you. You you can't feel like, um, you know, there, there's some... Stories, even that one, some of the ones that I find most fascinating are when you see, um, studies done on twins and, and there's one that kind of showed the path of twins where one had gone on, um, synthetic hormone replacement and one had done bioidentical hormone replacement and kind of how their lives played out differently and what they saw, or one maybe didn't get any hormone replacement therapy, actually, and and one got bioidentical hormone replacement. And, um, and there's different ways, and you really want to find a provider that's good for you. I, it's hard to be a consumer. I agree. I mean, even someone who's very well educated in specifically in this, you know, I told you I went through a training that I thought was not very great, you know, and I had mm-hmm. to just keep looking for for trainings and that I felt were good and sound information. And, you know, I, for me, it was important that I actually um, saw the library of research studies for myself to be able to say, okay, this is real. This is the synthesized data. Uh, This is what's coming out of this research that's been done and how I can kind of put this information together. And, and now, you know, there are, there are, thousands you know of physicians in the united states all over every state that are that are doing you know bioidentical hormone replacement so where it once was something that was even you know 10 years ago was something that gosh i don't know what that is you know now i think you it would be more unusual for someone to have the reaction of i don't know what that is i think there are people that's physicians too, that because it's not in the, in the mainstream part of medical education yet. Um, although, uh, I do think that more, um, traditional groups are having conferences that incorporate lectures on bioidentical hormone replacement. It's not as, it's not as first level as like being taught in the med schools yet. But I think we're 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 getting closer and closer to that.
0: It's um, good to hear it's moving in that direction for yeah, sure. I mean, tons of even the the company that
1: um, that we trained under uh, Biot has thousands of physicians trained, and they record uh, tons of data. So even the data from the thousands of physicians that are trained um, under Biot, you know, ha- is Loaded with kind of information and how to help
0: kind of that's great this. to know, very, very good to know. So outside of the issue of hormone replacement therapy versus bioidentical hormones, what are some of those other lifestyle changes um that a woman can go about um to bring about some hormone balance in her life?
1: Awesome. That's a great question. I can't believe I had not mentioned that yet, is that? <laughs>
0: You were just waiting on me, right? Um, that's
1: right, that's right. In fact, you know, before we had this as a tool in our tool belt, so to speak, um, we would start with lifestyle modifications and lifestyle changes, and and really, truly, that can that can increase and or uh, increase your testosterone levels, I- uh, improve estrogen dominant symptoms, and help with overall hormone balancing. Um, and is a huge, huge, huge part. So things like um, eating a nutrient dense diet, um, very whole foods based and plant based. Um, you know, limiting inflammatory and or hormone or endocrine disruptors. Just being aware of that, you can literally see shifts. So sometimes um, just cutting out dairy for someone with endometriosis. And really being diligent about how you prepare and store your foods, you can, uh, see clinical improvements in, um, in symptoms of estrogen dominance. Even, you know, exercise and regular exercise and the type of exercise. So, um, resistance stuff for bone strength and muscle strength, um, in addition to cardio, um, exercises are kind of the burst or interval training, um, and, and regularity where you're kind of, uh, stressing your body in the good way I call it, um, from an exercise perspective is going to, uh, improve your overall hormone balance. Um, and sometimes we kind of talk about this is where even just clinically, it kind of became the chicken or the egg for us is because the symptoms of profound, mostly testosterone deficiency, but obviously there can be an overlap in, in all the hormones in terms of estrogen deficiency and, and progesterone as well. Um, but uh, the, the, the symptoms of kind of feeling low energy or a lack of motivation or a lack of not just sex drive, but life drive um, can make it very hard to, want to make the lifestyle changes or to feel like you have the energy or capacity to do it um so sometimes even just uh getting a little support to get you going is sometimes especially for the younger people that aren't necessarily in um like a menopause or andropause situation um, may not need ongoing therapy. They just might need a little kickstart to get back in balance and kind of get in gear and then make the lifestyle modifications. And then the body kind of recovers and heals and kind of takes off
0: this has been such fantastic information. And I hate that we're going to have to wrap up because this is such a, it's such a hot topic. I think you and I would both agree we could talk for literally hours on end about hormone balance. So thank you so much for giving us your time today, Dr. V. I really appreciate you. Please uh, let everyone know where they can find out more about you and your practice.
1: Yes, absolutely. Thank you again for having me and, uh, wishing everyone good health. <laughs> um, my, my practice is called Modern Medicine and um, our website is a great kind of way to look around and get some more information, do some preliminary research. Um, and it, the website is mymodernmedicine.com um, and our direct telephone number if you need some uh, extra help or have any kind of unique, unique questions
0: Uh, is 469-620-2054. Very, very interesting, right? Hormone balance is such a vital topic. As women, we are tired of struggling and we're done with doctors telling us this is just what to expect. Life is too short to feel miserable. If you want to join in the discussion with other women who are just like you, Join our Facebook page, Functional Medicine for Weight Loss, Body, Mind, and Soul Wellness for Women. I'll link it in the show notes, but you can also find it by going to bit.ly, forward slash F-M Women's Wellness. Again, that's bit.ly forward slash F-M Women's Wellness. Now, before I forget, I have something coming up that I know you will want to be a part of. Now, I'm not going to tell you about it right now, but I'm going to give you just a little teaser. If the words hormones and detox resonate with you, my friend, stay tuned. Now, we are continuing this hot topic next week as we chat helpful and harmful foods for hormone balance. Hey, let's calm the hormone chaos, girls. Until next week. Bye, y'all.